Hey, Smarty fans, your pal Trusty has a gift for you. A seven-day free trial of Who Smarted Plus. That's right. If you sign up for Who Smarted Plus, you'll get one week of free access to all our subscriber episodes and bonus Smarty Qs, all ad-free. Parents, educators, and Smarty Pants have been letting us know how much they love their Who Smarted Plus subscriptions. Now's your chance to see what all the excitement is about. Again, this offer is 100% free. You can cancel any time within the trial week. But I have a feeling you're going to want to stick around for all the exciting adventures and extra smarting. Sign up now right in Apple Podcasts or on whosmarted.com. Just click Join Who Smarted Plus. Thanks for smarting with us and supporting Who Smarted. Hey there, it's Trusty. And you know I love sitting at home listening to good podcasts as much as I love going on adventures. And do I have a great one to recommend to all you smarty pants and smarty parents from the award-winning Go Kids Go team. It's called Snoop and Sniffy. What happens when Snoop, an experienced dog detective from London, gets sent to small-town Pflugerville to train clueless puppy Sniffy as an undercover agent? Mystery, adventure, and chaos! Seriously, the town of Pflugerville isn't Dolesville like Snoop expected, and he quickly realizes that he can't handle all the action without Sniffy by his side. Even when they're able to turn a blind eye to the alien superheroes and villains battling it out for control of Pflugerville, Snoop and Sniffy have their paws full solving wild and wacky mystery cases on Bark Street. Do you love to laugh? Do you love animals? Do you have the brightest mind since Sherlock Holmes? Then tag along. There are already eight seasons of hilarious canine crimes to solve. Search for Snoop and Sniffy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, it's time for Who Smarted. Psst. Hey, Smarty Pants, I am so excited that it's fall. How about you, Smarty Pants? Do you like the fall? Sure, it might not be as fun as swimming in the summer or sledding in the winter or sneezing in the spring. But the fall is pretty cool. You get to put on snuggly sweaters. You can go apple and pumpkin picking and the trees turn such pretty colors. Right now, I'm in the New England section of the United States of America doing some leaf peeping. Ooh, look at that bright orange leaf. Oh, that red one. Oh, and there's a pretty yellow one. But as much as I dig sweaters, apples, and leaves, the thing I love most about the fall is Thanksgiving. In fact, Thanksgiving might just be your trusty narrator's favorite holiday. Sure, there isn't candy like Halloween or presents like some other popular holidays, but Thanksgiving is about the food. There's turkey, stuffing, yams, green bean casserole with crunchy stuff on top, pumpkin pie, and gravy. Oh, yeah, can't forget the gravy. Thanks. Ah, uh, it's a talking gravy boat? You know, I really should be used to stuff talking to me by now. Um, how's it going? Great, how are you? Uh, fine. Dare I ask if you have a name? Of course, it's Grady. Nice meeting you, Grady, the gravy boat. I'm the trusty narrator. Hey, I've heard of you. I also couldn't help but overhear you talking about Thanksgiving. I just had to hop on down off my shelf in the china hatch nobody ever looks in except on Thanksgiving and come say hi. Oh, I see. So you live around here? Yep, in the dining room of that house across the street. And you heard me mention Thanksgiving from all the way over there? 
Oh, I've got excellent hearing. Impressive, considering you don't have ears. That's how much I love Thanksgiving when I hear the word I am there. Me too. So what do you like most about Thanksgiving, Grady? Oh, gosh. It's hard to pick just one thing. Obviously the turkey, because it's the one time of year I get to perform the one task I was designed for. Smothering the meat in luscious, sweet, succulent, thick, brown gravy. Oh, man. Now I'm hungry. Of course, there's more to Thanksgiving than just the food. Smarty Pants, what do you know about the fascinating history of Thanksgiving? Uh Uh-huh. I'm hearing some of you mentioning the pilgrims, the Mayflower, and giving thanks for the harvest. Ah, but there's so much more. So when was the first Thanksgiving? Who attended it? And what foods were served versus what you eat on Thanksgiving today? It's time to give thanks for another whiff of history on... Who's smarted? Who's smarted? Who's smart? Is it you? Is it me? Is it science or history? Listen up, everyone. We make smarting lots of fun. But who's smarted? Come on, follow me. Wow, Grady, for someone who doesn't even have legs, you sure are fast. Where have you led us? To Plymouth, Massachusetts. This is where the first Thanksgiving took place in 1621. Really? Well, maybe. More on that later. But the most widely accepted origin is that the first Thanksgiving happened here. Remember how you mentioned the pilgrims a minute ago? Well, me and the smarty pants. Right. Well, the pilgrims were the first settlers who sailed to what is now the United States aboard the Mayflower in 1620. Hey, smarty pants, do you know where the pilgrims came from? Was it France, England, or Ireland? If you guessed England, you're right. Yep, they sailed all the way from England. It took 66 days. It was a rough journey, and life in the new land was tough once they arrived. I mean, think about it. There was nothing here for them. Well, except lots of wilderness, wild animals, and illness. A lot of people from the ship didn't even survive the first year. But about a year later, in the fall of 1621, their first corn harvest was successful. From there, they grew corn as far as the eye can see. And under the instruction of Governor William Bradford, they decided to celebrate the harvest and the fact that they survived their first year by giving thanks. And that's how we got Thanksgiving. So how did they celebrate? Was it a big dinner like today? And who was there? And oh, 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 was there pumpkin pie? There definitely was no pumpkin pie. They didn't have butter or flour or ovens. But it was a big celebration between the pilgrims and the Wampanoag Native Americans. We don't know exactly what roles the pilgrims and the Wampanoag had during the feast, but we do have recorded accounts that they celebrated the harvest together. For several days, in fact. Uh, why can't Thanksgiving last for several days now? Um, I've seen how you eat, Trusty. I don't think you'd survive Thanksgiving. 
Good point. It sure sounds like they had quite a party. Oh, yeah. And even though there was no pumpkin pie, there's a good chance they enjoyed pumpkin itself, as well as turkey, since there were a lot of wild turkeys around back then. And one thing we know they ate for sure is venison. Smarty Pants, do you know what venison is? Did you say deer? Yep, that's right. They also ate a food that might surprise you. Really? Yep. What's something you would never associate with Thanksgiving today? Like, at all? Um, gummy bears. Egg salad? Fish sticks? Close. Seafood. Seafood? On Thanksgiving? Yep. We're pretty sure they serve fish, shellfish like lobster and crabs, and even eels at that first Thanksgiving. For the love of pumpkin spice, why? They ate what they had. And since they were on the North Atlantic coast, there was plenty of fresh fish, shellfish, and eels. Sorry, I don't want eels at Thanksgiving, even if they're covered in gravy. Moving on. Earlier, you said Plymouth might not have been where the first Thanksgiving was. Some historic accounts say it happened earlier, in Virginia in 1619. Others claim it was actually Spanish explorers that celebrated a type of Thanksgiving down in Florida back in 1598. Ah, so which is it? Well, all of them happened, but they were all different. For example, the one in 1619 was more of a religious ceremony. So if you're looking at it in terms of how it resembles the Thanksgiving of today, then 1621 is the unofficial, official first Thanksgiving. Gotcha. And then it caught on everywhere because everyone loves Thanksgiving, right? Wrong. It didn't catch on. Certainly not everywhere. For a long time, Thanksgiving was only common in the Northeast. It wasn't until 1789 that a certain U.S. president issued the first ever Thanksgiving proclamation. Oh, any guesses which president that was, Smarty Pants? Was it Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, or George Washington? If you said good old George Washington, you're right. And then everyone loved Thanksgiving, right? Wrong. Really? I can't believe it took so long to get popular. It's the best holiday. Hey, you don't gotta convince me. But it wasn't the case back then. At least, not until a certain lady came along in the 1800s who loved Thanksgiving as much as we do. Maybe even more. More? More? Trust me, there's nobody who likes Thanksgiving more than me. I don't know. Sarah Josepha Hale was an influential magazine editor and the editor of Goaty's Book, which was one of the most popular publications in the whole country. She also wrote a very famous poem. I'll give you a hint. It's about a girl who has a farm animal, a little farm animal, and it's one of the first songs you learn to play on piano. Uh, let's see. Girl, farm animal, piano. Hmm. Smarty Pants, any ideas? Shout them out. How about one more hint, Grady? Fine. The girl's name is Mary. Oh, I got it. Mary had a little lamb. Congratulations. I practically gave it to you. Thanks. But what does that have to do with Thanksgiving? <gasps> Don't tell me she ate her lamb for Thanksgiving! Uh, no. But she did love Thanksgiving, and she was a big-time magazine editor. 
She started writing articles in her magazine and spreading the word about Thanksgiving. She also wrote letters to government officials asking them to make it a national holiday. By 1854, more than 30 states did celebrate Thanksgiving, but Sarah was such a fan, she wanted the whole country to celebrate. And in 1863, her hard work finally paid off. What happened in 1863? Sarah wrote to the office of Abraham Lincoln. He was so moved, he declared Thanksgiving a national holiday, adding that it would be celebrated on the fourth Thursday of each November. Interestingly, the Civil War was being fought then, and Lincoln thought Thanksgiving might help unify the country. Gotcha. So that's how it all started. But how did we wind up with the foods most people eat on Thanksgiving today? Great question. And the answer is coming up right after this quick break. Hi, Trusty here with a special message for all the parents and guardians listening. I know how important it is for your child to excel in every way possible, especially when it comes to education. Well, thanks to my friends at IXL, you don't have to go it alone. IXL is a personalized learning platform that's transforming the way children master everything from math to social studies. IXL's interactive courses and immediate feedback ensure learning is super engaging and accessible for every student, pre-K through 12th grade. Imagine that a tool that grows with your child, offering personalized recommendations based on their progress. And we know it works because we've used it ourselves. Adam Tex Davis, co-creator of Who Smarted, used IXL to help his daughter stay on top of her schoolwork and excel in her classes. Backed by research, students who use the IXL program are more likely to get higher test scores because IXL functions like a tutor. And whether your child needs help with homework, classwork, test prep, or is looking for a challenge, IXL has you covered. And all of that at an affordable rate. A one-month subscription to IXL costs less than what most tutors charge for an hour. And one subscription is good for every child in your household. Join the millions of parents who trust IXL and make an impact on your child's learning today. Oh, and who smarted listeners get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up now at IXL.com smarted. Visit IXL.com smarted to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. IXL Learning. Inspire. Excel. Learn more at IXL.com. Hey there, smarty moms, dads, adults, and anyone who loves great food but doesn't always have the time or energy to grocery shop, prep, and cook a big meal. Well, take it from me, the trusty narrator. I found the perfect solution to having delicious home-cooked meals without all the time and hassle. It's called Factor Meals. With Factor Meals, you can forget about all the shopping, chopping, or even washing dishes. That's because Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals arrive at your door ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. That's right. With Factor, you and your family are always just two minutes away from chowing down on chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, delicious gourmet meals. From calorie smart to protein plus to vegetarian to keto options, Factor has six menus guaranteed to meet your wellness goals. And with over 35 meal choices and 60 add-ons weekly, your taste buds will never get bored. 
I personally started ordering Factor meals last month for those busy days when I want a tasty lunch or dinner that fills me up and crushes my nutrition goals, but I only have five minutes to cook it. And Factor 100% delivers on time, every time. So head on over to factormeals.com slash smarted50 and use code smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code SMARTED50 at factormeals.com slash SMARTED50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Now back to Who's Smarted. Okay, Grady, the gravy boat, let's talk turkey. And by that I mean, let's talk traditional Thanksgiving food like stuffing. Sure, modern stovetops weren't widely available until the late 1700s. That meant early Americans had to roast their turkeys on a spit over an open fire. This made it difficult to cook side dishes at the same time. But if you stuffed bread and veggies into the turkey, you could cook everything together at once. So stuffing a turkey became a tradition. Whoa. What about cranberry sauce? No, not the canned stuff, although that's fun and yummy, too. Accounts from New England tell us some form of cranberry sauce existed as early as 1672. That's because the Native Americans grew cranberries to use as a sauce for meat. They likely influenced the English to do the same. Ooh, you know what else I love? Eels. No, sweet potato casserole with marshmallows. Ah, that might be a Thanksgiving classic today, but this one came much later than cranberry sauce. Over 200 years later, to be exact. See, people had already been eating sweet potatoes throughout the country, but marshmallows didn't become popular until the French got their hands on them in the 19th century. Which you can learn all about on our Who Smarted Marshmallow episode. Sorry, shameless plug. Continue. As marshmallows became popular in the U.S., the Angelus Marshmallow Company released a cookbook in 1917 with a recipe for marshmallow-covered sweet potatoes. And the rest is history. Hold on. Are you saying sweet potato casserole was invented by Big Marshmallow as a way to sell more marshmallows? Yep. But enough about marshmallows. Let's hop on the gravy train. Let's choo-choo! Get it? A train says chew, but you also chew your food? Amazing. And so is gravy. Making gravy is simple. Basically, gravy is a sauce made from the yummy juices that come out of meat that's been cooked. The liquid is then mixed with flour or cornstarch to thicken it, plus some herbs and spices, and voila! Gravy is perfect for a dry meat like turkey and is a true classic that's been around since at least the 14th century. Yum, I could sure go for some right now. Let's get some gravy in you so we can get some gravy in me. Sorry, trusty, but I only get used on Thanksgiving. Back to the China Hutch for me. (laughs) Man, that little gravy boat is fast. 
A huge shout out to Super Smarty Fan Jack in Lolo, Montana. We hear you request Who Smarted every time you get in the car, and you love sharing fun facts with your teachers. We also heard we're hands down your favorite science podcast. Well, big thanks to you and your awesome Smarty family for all the kind words and support. We appreciate you all. This episode, Thanksgiving, was written by Phil, my stomach, Jeremy, and voiced by Phil, Jeremy, and Jerry Colbert. Technical direction and sound design by Josh Glazed Ham, huh? Who Smarted is recorded and mixed at the Relic Room Studios. Our associate producer is Max Turkey Legs Kamaski. The theme song is by Brian Sweet Potato Suarez, with lyrics written and performed by Adam Darkmeat Davis. Who Smarted was created and produced by Adam Tex Davis and Jerry Colbert. This has been an Atomic Entertainment production. Thank you.